Listen to the word of God. I want to read Psalm 100 to you as we uh, start today. The psalmist writes, this is about 900 years before Christ, the Psalm of David. He says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now today is a great celebration for us. We are here to celebrate the goodness of God because he has answered prayers. You know, we've been a mobile church for 14 years. It's kind of like at times been going through the wilderness and God has provided a permanent space uh, for his church. As we reflect on what God has done, I want to invite us to be a thankful people today uh, and to, to begin to direct our thoughts. Let's look at uh, Psalm 100 again, a little bit closer. This is a psalm of, and by the way, I promised or I suggested we were going to have brand new screens this week, maybe next week. <laughs> um, they didn't make it, so next week, new screens that maybe you can read from everywhere in the room. So uh, this is a psalm of thanksgiving to the Lord. This, the psalmist is just overwhelmed with the goodness of God, and he writes, shout for joy to, to the Lord, all the earth. It's an invitation for all people. It's to all the earth. And this is, you know, kind of unique in the nine, 900 years before Christ when the focus was on the nation Israel, and uh, they understood as Jewish people that they were set apart. Sometimes it, the danger of that was they thought they were cut above. And um, this is an invitation to all the earth. So, so it was for the, riot, the psalmist's day, but it also looks to the future. In fact, it looks to the eternal kingdom, a time when all the earth will worship the Lord. I think Philippians chapter 2 um, depicts that as well, where one day every knee will bow to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Um, and then verse 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Here the psalmist um, suggests to us, not only suggests, by the way, this is, this is a command on how, what our attitude should be when we, when we come to worship. Um, when we see the greatness of God, and the psalmist has, um, look at the attitude. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Um, and that's how we, by the way, you know anywhere in Scripture where it says grumpy people come and be grumpy? It's, it's to be joyful. That's the attitude that pleases God. In verse 3, Scripture says, Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us. You know, not everybody knows that the Lord is God. Um, that's why we're here, by the way, is, is we're to share that good news so other people can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Not everybody knows that the Lord is God. One of the sad things is, is that sometimes Christians don't live like he is God. Sometimes we live like we have more important things than him. Psalmist says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. He's the creator. He's the designer. Uh, There's a responsibility of the creature to the creator. We are not the creator. We are not God. We often think, at least our it's so easy to fall into our cultural perspective of, uh, hey, it's, it's about what we want and what we want to do and uh, how we want to do things. And yet, our Creator has given us a path to follow. And we are His, um, the sheep of His pasture. And that's how the psalmist ends it. We are sheep. I won't comment on the intelligence of sheep all the time. But God is the shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He's our leader. He's our Lord. And we are followers. And that's what sheep do. That's what sheep are supposed to do. They don't always do that. We're to follow. And so, um, uh, next slide. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. An invitation to come. Uh, This is a picture of entering worship at the temple in Jerusalem in Old Testament times. And uh, and its courts with praise. That would be inside the walls coming in to worship the true and living God. And then give thanks to him and praise his name. And that's what we want to do today. We want to give thanks. We need to... Be reminded. That was a really important concept in the Old Testament is to remember. Remember what God has done for us. And then uh, verse 5, for the Lord is good. That's an important reminder for us. The Lord is good. He's always good. There is no deception in him. Um, And you know, sometimes we think we know what's good for us. And it's not always the same thing that God thinks is good for us. His faithfulness continues for all generations. That's a great promise uh, for us. God is going to be faithful. And the great thing is, he's a good God, and he's going to be a good God for your kids. And he's going to be faithful to all of your kids for all generations forever. And we can count on that. So let's stand for a time of worship. Would you please stand? Thank you, Lane and uh, Bridge Kids. Thank you so much for your patience with us. And if you would like to be dismissed to Bridge Kids, you are free to head out. One of the very important concepts in the Bible uh, all the way through is that God calls his people to remember. Because it seems like people forget. And for example, in the Old Testament, God spent a lot of time reminding people how he had led them out of Egypt, how he had delivered them, and uh, how for 40 years he tested them and he led them and... um, They struggled. 
but God was training them. He was giving them instruction. They were learning to live by faith. They were learning obedience. And God says, remember. Remember how I led you. In the New Testament, we come and the most important thing is the death of Jesus Christ. And uh, God established that we would share a time of communion on a regular basis. Why? To remember. To remember what God has done for us. To remember his faithfulness, his promises, his solution was sending Jesus. Now, I want to, as we come to this day, this is a, just a marker for us to remember. You know, one day, and we look back in history, this is one of our markers. This is a big one for us because we have been uh, wandering for 14 years. And uh, now we have a location that we're calling permanent, and I'm really grateful to God. So I want to tell a little bit of our story, and then uh, in a few minutes, we'll have Lou come and share another part of the story. But uh, I want to go back to uh, late 2007 and early 2008, and um, our district had invited Sue and me uh, to come to Eau Claire and to plant uh, a new church. So uh, back then, we started, we, we were living in Stoughton, Wisconsin, 192 miles away, and we drove up uh, on the weekends to meet with people who might be interested in joining this brand new church. It did not exist yet. It was Sue and me, and then we started meeting with people. And so we did that several months as our house was on the market and had not sold yet. And um, so we, we were recruiting a launch team, that group of people who would help us get the church started, launched. That's how we described it. When our home sold, we were able to move to Eau Claire, and we began a Bible study in our home on Sunday nights. And those, uh, that first summer, we had five to 14 people. It was exciting when we had 14, and the night we had five, Sue said, are you sure that God has called you to plant a church in Eau Claire? I said, what's changed? Nothing's changed. It's not about the numbers. Um, that September, we started a Sunday evening worship service in our home. Um, then after that, we, grace, we were graciously offered a, a, an office space down on Golf Terrace where we worshiped on Sunday mornings for the very first time. Um, we officially made a public launch for the bridge on March 8, 2009, and we did that at Chippewa Valley Technical College called CVTC for short, one of our venues. And we held worship services there for over two years. Uh, the, one of the issues that we faced there was that on every major holiday, so think about this, think about things like Easter and Christmas, and it was also the July 4th and Memorial Day and, and Labor Day, they closed. So the doors were closed. We had to find an alternative location. And so we found Memorial High School in the small theater, and we met them what met there during the holidays, except for July 4th. But guess what? The public schools are closed for the summer, so no venue for July 4th. We chose Owen Park at the Bandshell. Fortunately, it did not rain while we were there. In 2013, we finally landed a spot at the Eau Claire Children's Theater, which seemed like was fairly long-term, and it, it was. We stayed there up until this last June, June 22nd, we got to move into this building. And that was a good location for us uh, for many different reasons. Um, 
Also in 2013, we leased office space on Hillcrest Parkway, and some of you know that, and it actually still has our name on it if you drive by. Um, and that, that was a good in, uh, place for us to have offices, and our youth group uh, met there, and sometimes we were able to have smaller groups in for a meal or for training or something like that. And that space uh, worked well for us. Sometimes it was difficult that there were two different addresses when people tried to find us. So sometimes that was confusing. Sometimes it was confusing for mailing. Uh, a lot of the mails uh, sometimes ended up at the children's uh, theater. Um, now, I went back and uh, looked at some of my notes back in 2019 when we talked to you about what were some of the drawbacks of where we were at that time and why we should consider a permanent space. And here's some of the things that we talked about. Um, one of the things about going there week after week, it, it provided a lot of things, but going there week after week, uh, we were never able to change the worship environment because there were stage props there from the night before. And so whatever they had, we had. Sometimes that, that worked really well, and sometimes it was problematic about what the surroundings were. Um, we were also never able to decorate our Bridge Kids space, so it was always mobile. We always had to come in and set up everything each week. Um, we were not able to control the room temperature, and uh, sometimes it was too hot, and sometimes it's too cold, and we're still learning how to do the temperatures in here, so some of you came in and thought it was cold. We were hoping the body temperatures would raise, but not be too warm. We had no control over stage lighting in the theater. The theater always had priority for stage lighting, and sometimes that worked really well, and sometimes it was uh, kind of a significant problem. Um, there was a kitchenette there that we were able to use. Didn't really have adequate space for very much, and uh, it wasn't necessarily always perfectly clean. Uh, the restrooms were not always well kept. Uh, according to one eyewitness, they were gross. <laughs> uh, the Sometimes there were odors from the floor drains or kitchen drains or restrooms. We had, this was a kind of a difficult one, we had no control over who could walk in to our Bridge Kids area. So different people could walk in off the street. Occasionally there were homeless people who came in and we tried to kindly love them and serve them as we could. And um, oftentimes there were volunteers that were coming to the children's theater. We didn't know who they were. We didn't know they were coming. And they would just march through right into our Bridge Kids area. And sometimes that was a little discomforting uh, for our team. Um, the biggest issue of all of it, though, was we didn't have enough space. Bridge Kids outgrew it. And... Um, it got to the place where we really weren't able to grow. We weren't able to reach new families because people would come. We had a lot of people come through our doors, and yet they'd, they'd see the space we had for kids, and it just kind of was a bit of a put-off for, for some people. And so, you know, we had been searching for a long time, and um, I'm so grateful to God that we've come to this day, and we get to be here, and we get to celebrate, and... Um, we're going to have uh, Luke uh, share in just a minute the, more of that story. But first, we have some pictures for you to see.
Just a quick update. Becky Ziegler texted Lane and said, I should not have said that. <laughs> She's like, I couldn't hold on one more hour, let alone nine more days. So <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I'm going to go through a few things, kind of pick up some, some uh, specifics that Jerry left out kind of purposefully regarding this, the building and the process of how, yeah, how we got here. Um, it was interesting. I was, I was kind of thinking through this, and and uh, <laughs> it's like a story time, right? I thought I should bring like a big chair up here and wear a flannel like my grandpa did when we were like going through stories, and it really made me think about that's kind of what the Bible is, right? Like it's just a ton of awesome stories about what God has done, and that's what we're doing today. Is it's all about God and what He's done uh, for His church. Um, so I'm gonna start back in 2014. Obviously, Jerry went back even further, but I'm gonna start back in 2014. And that's when the Bridge leadership team uh, sat down and started um, putting out specific vision statements. And, and those are just specific action points um, to, to kind of direct the bridge and what we want to do. And one of those uh, stated, we dream of a church with facilities that will one day be home to an expanding ministry for all ages. And so we literally put down on paper, we want permanent facilities to be able to reach our community. And so from that point, I mean, from even before that, from, from that point on, the leadership team and the rest of our church began to specifically pray for permanent facilities to be able to do that. Um, from that point on, uh, we toured, or the, the leadership team toured a, a number of potential properties, um, kind of just to even begin growing our eye for properties and what that, uh, you know, what a big vacant space could look like for a church. Um, also kind of to iron out what were things that we really wanted. What are things that we liked uh, in a property? What are things we didn't like? That's almost as important, if not more important. <clears throat> and we continued to pray about that. In 2019, so that was about five years of that. In 2019, uh, the, the leadership team started to, to discuss, hey, we're, we're kind of here. We have these, I mean, the, the need is growing and growing and growing. And we discussed uh, about hiring a consultant to help us with a financial campaign to start to bring money together uh, for a, a building that was not yet here, which is kind of a hard sell, right? We're gonna, can you guys give money for something that we have no idea what that's gonna be, look like? But we discussed about bringing in a consultant because uh, from everything we'd read and heard, it will be way more successful if someone who knows what they're doing is helping us out. Uh, and so with that, we began to pray about that and, and uh, what that would look like to bring in a consultant. In April of 2019, we had a town hall meeting where we met together with, with the church congregation and said, hey, here's what we're looking for. This is, we're starting to actually kind of bring this to, to uh, reality. Um, what are things that you guys would like? Here's kind of some of the things that we were thinking about as far as permanent facilities. We, uh, the worship team talked about their needs for facilities and, and how tiring it is. You guys saw some of the pictures and videos of having to set up and tear down every single week. I, so, someone said, I think it was like 55 man hours a week to set up. Is that right? Does that sound about right? But anyway, just an insane amount of hours every week to set up and tear down. Um, Bridge Kids talked about how that would impact them, and they were having classes in a hallway, and how they need a little bit more suitable facilities, and then just our growing church body. Um, so the, the, uh, after that, we had a church-wide growth group. Um, uh, it was a book called How to Be Rich. It's not what you have, but it's how, uh, what you do with what you have, and it was by Andy Stanley. And we learned about God's generosity and then how our 
heart should respond to that, both with money but also with time in a lot of different ways. <clears throat> we started learning about that as a, as a church body. Um, November of that year, uh, we started a financial campaign. We called it Grow Forward. There was a lot of prep, and, and there was a specific team for that Grow Forward campaign, but we started that in November, and our goal was to raise $250,000, and uh, we decided to pray <laughs> about that, because obviously it wasn't going to be us. It was God that was going to move through that, so we, as a church body, started to pray about that. And a few months later, in 2020, surprise, surprise, a global pandemic hit. <laughs> and that was a little bit terrifying, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> there was an uncertainty, there was financial instability, widespread fear in the world about what was happening and how that's going to impact our specific lives and our future. Uh, and yet God was faithful to us through that whole time, and we were in turn faithful to God through that whole time. And I just want to say it, it was a, an honor to be a part of a body of believers who chose to put God first and chose to put others first. Obviously, there was a wide, like a ton of different opinions on that. And yet, uh, we decided to put those opinions aside, and through the power of the Spirit, um, we were able to come together in love and unity and continue to worship God through the whole situation. So we're still in the middle of the uh, Grow Forward campaign, raising money, again, with fi financial instability and all sorts of craziness going on around us. God still showed up and worked in our hearts, and we continued to give. Through that year, the leadership team continued to look at and review different properties as they came on the market, and even ones that weren't on the market. <laughs> we were just looking at and, and being active in that. 2021, uh, July came, and that was the end of the Grow Forward campaign, and that was an exciting time. We were able to worship God and look back at what he'd done, and we had far exceeded uh, our, our goal of $250,000, and yet people kept giving even after that, which was incredible. And so we prayed, we prayed and we thanked the Lord, and we praised God for what he was doing and, and took, time, uh, to, uh, yeah, took time to praise God. And then we come to 2022, and uh, the Grow Forward financial campaign had ended. People were continuing to give, and now we're just waiting. Right? We're twiddling our thumbs. I mean, not really twiddling our thumbs. We were out looking for properties, but it, it was, it was kind of like, all right, God, when is your timing going to, I mean, could, that, could we speed things up here, right? We were all, we were all the whole body was, was just waiting. And um, in February, we were contacted by Salem Baptist Church, who were looking to sell their property to a like-minded church. And we got excited, right? We got very excited, and uh, we followed through with that. We had a, a, another town hall meeting and, and updated everybody on that process and voted on that. And then in June of this year, we closed. Um, and at that point, had over $460,000 in the Grow Forward campaign fund. Which again, let me remind you, we had a goal of 250. And so, as we kind of look back, I just want to remind you guys that this was all God, right? It, it was nothing that we did. It was it was God who brought us to this point. It was God who brought us to a, a ton of different properties that just weren't a good fit for our church to prepare our minds for this one. It was God who brought us through the COVID pandemic and, and uh, really stretched us, right? It stretched us mentally as we're continuing to give with these financial uncertainties and craziness going on around us. 
It was God who provided that stability in our lives and, and something that we could cling to together. It was God who, who far surpassed every possible um, goal that I could have thought of. And I'll, in moment of vulnerability, I had no idea what was going to happen, right? There were times where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to double our, double our goal. And then there was times I'm like, could we get like $10? Like, that sounds great, <laughs> right? There's, it, it's, it's much, it's, it, it was a crazy time for all of us, I think. But it, God was there. He was our constant. And, what, and lastly, I just want to thank you. Uh, thank you as my family, my church family. Uh, you guys allowed God to work in your lives. You, got, you allowed God to teach you about his generosity. And, and myself included, we did this together and allowed God to, to work through us, um, not only financially through the camp, you know, financial campaign, but also of our time when we bought this property we had, I mean, I don't even know how many hours we've spent together here uh, worshiping God by, by working and painting and cleaning and, and, and all sorts of things. So, so thank you. Uh, one last thing I just wanted to, to touch on uh, were some of the things that we've been doing here and, and some, some of the things that we plan on doing. Um, there's some temporary signage outside, and we have uh, are in the process. Actually, I think we've signed the contract, so there's signs being produced right now, both for the outside of the building as well as one out on the road. Uh, we did blacktop sealing. The, the, the um, blacktop was in, in disrepair, and so we sealed that, hoping to get some, some more time out of that. Uh, we got an updated internet system, so there's internet at all, I mean, it's a big building, <laughs> so we need internet at all different places there, and that included security cameras, and so we're, uh, we've got security cameras up. Uh, we cleaned all the carpets, which is a lot of carpet. We did that. We did a lot of cleaning. We did a lot of painting. Uh, the Bridge Kids scanner system is in there, so that's a much smoother way to get uh, kids in and out of Bridge Kids. Um, there's a back room, hopefully we can all check it out uh, in the back by the kitchen, um, that we're in the process of redoing, and it looks phenomenal, and it's going to be an awesome space for growth groups and small uh, meetings and, and a lot of different opportunities back there, but I, uh, go take a look at that later, that's going to look great. Um, the nursery, we've worked on the nursery and made that uh, into our own space. And then screens, I know Jerry's mentioned it, but we're gonna have new screens so that everyone can see it a little bit more clearly, as well as a TV in the back for the worship team to see the lyrics, and then also another TV uh, in the community room um, for overflow. So we've done a lot, and we're gonna continue doing a lot. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to end with that, and, and let me pray, uh, and just praise God for what, what he's done uh, through this whole time. Lord God, thank you. All of this is because of you. Uh, every, every single good thing that we have has been given to us by you. And, and Lord, I just want to take time to pause and thank you. Lord, I praise you for flexing just a little bit, just showing us a little bit of your power and what you can do. And Lord, I'm excited to see you continue to do that. Lord, I pray that you would continue to flex and show up and, and use us as a vessel to reach our community uh, and, and show them your love. Lord, we love you. Thank you. Amen. We get to participate in a congregational responsive reading, so I want to invite you to take out. This is in your program. It's also in the chair pocket, so there's one for every person in this room. And uh, I want to invite you to stand with me. 
So I'm going to uh, read uh, the part that says pastor. You can probably guess that. And you get to read the part that says congregation. So when it's your turn to respond, please respond nice and loud and together. So um, I will begin. We have assembled today to set apart this building to be our place of worship, equipping, fellowship, and service. We believe that God has put into our hearts to purchase this building at just the right time, and we know that the Lord our God has guided our steps and strengthened us for this task. God's Spirit has moved us to give our financial resources to be used for the glory of God and the salvation and blessing of our community. We consider this building to be a loving gift of God to us and to our children to be used as a tool for ministry. And we joyfully desire to dedicate this building for its sacred purpose. Since God has enabled us and provided for this work, which he has called us, to the everlasting God our Father in whom we live and move and have our being, who gives every good gift, every good and perfect gift, who so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. To Jesus Christ, our Lord, who loved us and gave himself for us in the death on the cross, who rose again and lives forevermore the way, the truth, and the life. To the Holy Spirit, our comforter and guide, who regenerates our hearts, who leads us to repentance, who prompts our love for God and one another, and who sets the assurance of our salvation deep within our hearts. For worship in prayer and praise, for the ministry of the Word of God and the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ as Savior from sin, to the salvation of people and building up of the church in grace and knowledge of our Lord, for the practice of baptism and communion, for helping people connect with God and developing into fully devoted followers of Christ, for the teaching of our Bridge Kids and 412 student ministries, the truths of our Christian faith, for spiritual growth of our families, and for our personal development of full devotion to Christ. For comfort to those who mourn, for strength to those who are tempted, for help in faithfully following Christ. For equipping to serve our community as salt and light, impacting our culture and exposing the darkness. For missionary endeavor, for both local and global missions, for worldwide evangelism and discipleship till the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. All together, we know the people of the Bridge Church dedicate ourselves afresh to worship God in spirit and in truth, to love one another, to proclaim the word of God, and to seek the salvation of those who do not yet know Christ. And we dedicate this entire building with all its furnitures in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, my name is Adam. This is Willie. We're going to lead you guys in a small time of prayer. Uh, before we do that, I just wanted to mention um, the last time I spoke into a microphone, 
in this building was at my grandfather's funeral, okay? And um, that's not my personal story. That's a story to, to kind of remember that this building and, and uh, Salem Baptist Church has deep roots in Eau Claire for the gospel. Um, there's a lot in the room that have felt that, not from that particular local church, but from other churches. Um, and we believe that a building is nothing more. It's a building. It's a, it's a tool. But we do know that God gives the human experience um, places and songs and smells and, and remembrance of things that are important to them. So we do dedicate this building, and we do believe there will be um, faithfulness and memories and weddings and funerals and baby dedications, and it's, it's important, right? But let's not overplay our hand. It's not more important than the work that's really being done uh, by the Spirit. So we're going to enter in a time of prayer. And Willie's going to give you a little bit more here. As Adam said, my name is Willie Wendler, and I have the privilege of being one of the elders here. So I am going to lead us in prayer. Lord, I come before you on behalf of the Bridge Elder team this morning and reflect on your goodness. Thank you for your word and for leading and guiding us as a church to this day. Thank you for providing locations that have enabled us to meet for 13 years as a mobile church. Thank you for the people that you have brought to us and for the lives that have been changed over the years. Thank you for being generous in financial provisions and for the people who have generously served and volunteered their time. God, we ask that you continue to increase our faith and unity as we eagerly move into our next chapter here at the bridge. God, I pray that we would continue um, a high value of ours here at this church, which is prayer, and uh, that we would continue to use this building as a tool. And as I'm reminded this morning, you, you certainly go before us, before the 14 years that the, the bridge local church has been in Eau Claire. You went way before Salem Baptist Church in this building. You went way before our country. You went way before everything that we read in the Bible. You are a God that is eternal. You are the God of Abraham. I pray that we would remember um, our salvation. The fact that we know anything about the gospel is because people went outside of their buildings and shared. So I pray that we would remember that and do the same. God, meet together in the building, build one another up, use it as a tool, and then go out for the betterment of our community and others.
We are delighted that you're here today. We have one more thing before we dismiss, and here's what it's going to be. We're going to go outside, and uh, right out here, uh, as you go out the doors to the left, and right over there, uh, we're going to gather, and I want to, I want to do a prayer of dedication, dedicating this building to God, and that'll be our, our final thing. We ask you not to pick up your bridge, kids, until after that, because right now, the bridge kids are going to have a prayer of dedication with one of our elders um, during this time, and then we'll dismiss so that you can get your kids. Now, we're having a, a meal right after that, uh, just straight back through those doors, and everybody's welcome to stay, so hope you'll, uh, hope you'll stay with us. Thank you so much for being here. Now, let's go outside. Thank you, everybody, so much for being here. So... Uh, I always envisioned that uh, this would be dedicated outside, uh, up uh, at the building. And um, so I picked uh, this spot right here. I wasn't here in 1965. I almost bet the dedication took place right here. This was the corner of the original building built in 1965. So this building has been dedicated. But now the bridge is here and we want to dedicate it. Uh, back to God as our space. So, would you join me in prayer as we pray for this? Gracious God, we just come before you uh, humbly and say thank you again for your provision, for your generosity, for your kindness, for your leadership directing us here. Thank you for the generosity of your people and the hard work of your people. God, so right now we want to dedicate this building to you. We recognize that we are stewards of what you have provided for us, and it's our job to manage what you give us and to care for it, to provide for it, and to use it the way you have intended it, that we might advance your kingdom, that we might help people connect with God, and that we might help them develop into fully devoted, fully devoted followers of Jesus. So God, we set apart this space, this building, that you would be honored through our efforts. May you continue to lead us. May we follow you well. May we serve you well. I pray this in Jesus' name and in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.